Welcome, beautiful you, to Girl on Her Moon, the podcast. My name is Jordan and I invite you to join us as we connect, share our experience and become one for a moment. From topics like self-worth, creativity, expression, intuition and soul, to astrology, numerology, tarot, energetics and more. And then the topics that are undefinable and ungraspable. Exploring what it means to be alive, to be rooted in both our divinity and humanness, and returning to the space where they are one. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Hello, lovely you. I hope you are well today. Today, we are almost six months into creating this podcast and sharing it with the world. And that feels so deeply wildly crazy to say because it still feels like a brand new thing in my life. It still feels like this new um, unknown exciting adventure. It still feels like something that I'm stumbling around and learning to navigate and understand and like all things it still feels like a brand new mirror to really witness myself in ways that no other mirror has done before. I've always said that business has been one of my greatest mirrors to see myself through. The same with relationships, of course, and I always imagined parenthood to be like the biggest of all mirrors. (laughs) But so far in my life, business has been my most obvious, unavoidable mirror. In fact, not many people know this, but Girl and Her Moon is not my first, um, I suppose, attempt or, or... adventure into the business world. When I was 22, I began an online e-commerce store that sold home decor, like designer cushions, throws, candles, vases, you name it. Because interior design is something that I actually really, really love. I love beauty. I love everything about the home, no surprise with my fourth house son. I love design. I love texture, colors. These things are, they really, really excite me. They bring a lot of life into my body, even just thinking about it. I've often said to my partner that in another realm, in another timeline, in another world, there is a Jordan that is an interior designer and there is a Jordan that is a photographer. But I I actually think in reality, those two things are continuously weaving themselves into my life right now, in this world, in this timeline. (laughs) But this first business that I started, in every outer marker of success, it would be labeled as a complete failure. It made no money. It actually lost money. It cost more than it made. It was incredibly stressful. I was forcing, pushing. I was angry that it wasn't looking the way that I wanted it to I was defeated and I was scared every step of the way that I wasn't enough to make it work. And it was through this business that I was forced to look at the most painfully obvious and in-my-face mirrors that I've ever experienced. Up until that point in my life, just looking back and reflecting, I don't think that I had wanted something enough to actually stick around through the challenge of it. Prior to this, um, opening this business, opening this chapter of my life, I can see throughout almost every difficult or 
really uncomfortable experience, I kind of just fled. And so there was this sense of always running away from myself, running away from anything that mirrored what was within me that I didn't feel like I was safe to face. Obviously, these were not the thoughts that were going through my mind as I was was, um, kind of enacting out these patterns, but reflection is incredibly powerful. But here I was with this brand new business, really, really wanting to make something work. And the desire to make this business work was both true to me and it was mixed in with a lot of messiness. I really wanted to work because that's fun and who doesn't love creating things? But the messiness comes from me basing my entire sense of self-worth on this thing succeeding. I had created this template in my mind that said, if this fails, I'm a failure. If this doesn't succeed, that means I can't do anything right. And this business was mirroring this to me. And I was seeing myself. I was seeing these fears of unworthiness and failure, these stories that uh, I think had probably always been mirroring themselves to me, but I hadn't been looking at them. And so now I was seeing them with clarity that I had never had. And it was through this kind of breaking open that this absolute discomfort of a quote-unquote failing business, um, that just side note, I'm actually very grateful for and I think that it actually did everything that it came here to do. It was through this discomfort and this breaking open that Girl on Her Moon was actually born. And I haven't shared this story much, but Girl on Her Moon, um, in my mind, in 2018, it wasn't in any way a business. It was somewhere for me to explore the immense, challenging, thrilling, confusing, yet most beautiful transformation that I was going through as I was facing these new sides of me that I hadn't been with before. And I was doing that through writing, I was sharing. Girl and Her Moon began as an Instagram page and a blog and it was just me sharing. It was a really powerful time in my life, but we'll probably explore that story another day. What I wanted to speak about was that it was through finally coming into a place on my path where I wasn't running from myself. It was through finally being with myself feeling these fears that were at a point almost exploding out of me, that I reached a place within myself, a connection within myself that I didn't even know existed. It was by sinking into instead of avoiding. It was by being with instead of running away from. It was these things that I didn't want to look at. Apparently, they were actually doorways directly into myself directly into greater communion with with my heart, with something beyond me as well, with life. And at this point, and very likely for you too, these mirrors in our lives, these things reflecting our inner worlds, reflecting all that we are, they start to become less obvious. 
the patterns that play out with or without our awareness become a lot more subtle in nature, a bit trickier to see and to pinpoint. And I think with that, we are invited to notice greater subtlety too. We are invited to walk the path of fine-tuning our senses to see, to know, and to feel these much smaller shifts in our energy, in our emotions, in our actions, in our feelings, in the dynamics that play out in interactions. These subtle shifts, these are our new mirrors. It's as if the volume of them have been turned down. In saying that, I think we will always continue to very likely have some big changes definitely still come along at certain points on our on our path with incredible lessons. But more often than that, it's these small, less obvious day-to-day dynamics that are that are at play that can act as really insightful mirrors into our inner worlds. And to ground this a bit, for me, I can see a default way of being has always been to run from, to disassociate, to not look at. Again, reflecting on my earlier years brings a lot of clarity and it probably will for you too. I literally ran away from things. I ran away from jobs, relationships, friendships, schools, towns, literally cities. And I did it, I always did it without any explanation to anyone. Because I didn't have the capacity at those points in my life to face what these events might bring up within me. I didn't feel safe enough to be with any of the emotions that these events might provoke. And this was my coping mechanism. And that's okay. This is what's gotten me here. And I love and I accept and have deep compassion for every stage of me, for every version of me that I've been. But coming back into the present, when I witness this happening now, there aren't these major life events that are mirroring this pattern to me in a way that's impossible to miss, at least not right now. Instead, I see it in a much more kind of intangible or elusive way. And I have no doubt in the world that you can relate to this. For me, this avoidance-like pattern I don't think it would be obvious from someone looking in from the outside. They're the same dynamics that have always been there, but they've evolved just like I have. It can be in a simple conversation that you feel yourself, you feel your aura seem to get smaller or almost as if it's caving in a bit or for others it's pushing out and almost dominating, trying to dominate. It can be a feeling of just feeling off after reading something, or after being with someone, whatever it is. If I'm at home in a sacred practice, in energy work, or in meditation, and and I come to a grounded, stable, and connected place in my energy, and then even just think of something in my life that feels uncomfortable, I can sense at a very subtle level my field, my aura, collapsing in on me. It's almost as if a part of me goes into hiding. It's almost as if a part of me runs away from whatever it is that I'm thinking of. And it's not even actually happening. I'm just thinking about it. In my day-to-day life, I've seen this play out 
say I have an inter uh, an uncomfortable interaction, a conversation, and suddenly all I want to do is come home and zone out. I want Netflix, maybe some snacks, and ultimately I'm looking to disassociate whether I'm aware of it in that moment or not. I've seen myself after um, somatic type healing experiences like acupuncture, for example, that I know on some level I'm moving things in my field just enough to kick up emotions. After that happens, I'm craving my bed and I'm craving a book. And my mind says, I just need rest. And yes, maybe I do just need rest, but mixed into that is also an escape route from whatever is being mirrored to me in that moment. And these are just, I'm just kind of riffing on some examples and reflecting the ways that it shows up in my life. This will be different for you. As always, I share from my experience with the intention that my experience will be a doorway into the awareness of your experience. What's such a vital piece of this awareness though that I think we're really being invited into is actually knowing in the first place what our energy, what our emotions, what our bodies feel like when we're clear, connected, grounded, and free from the influence of other people in our field. So that we can see when we aren't these things. We can feel when there's something else in our field that it doesn't, it's not us. So that we can see when we're taking these subtle actions from fear or whatever it might be, so that we can notice when our aura feels like it's collapsing, when we're making ourselves smaller or trying to forcefully take up more space, or so that we can feel when something isn't true for us, like a fear or a belief is being kicked up and brought to the surface by our experience, by our mirrors, by life. Because life is our greatest teacher. Life is our initiation after initiation after initiation. And the deeper that we engage with what reality presents us, the deeper we naturally, keyword being naturally, move into and through our own healing. Our experience, our reality, is filled with mirrors both subtle and obvious. We don't need to go looking for ways to grow or searching for new things within us to heal, I believe anyway. I think that it's in our greater and deeper engagement with reality that we are presented with our own doorways into healing. It is in our unique dance with life that we are lovingly taken by the hand and into our inner caves to be with, to bring love to, to have compassion for, to face, to accept, and to transform what he's asked to transform. But you need to be present in that dance for that to happen. Reality, life, our experience is a mirror and it holds the doorways to our greatest becoming. And just a side note, if it interests you, I've been nerding out a bit lately on the seven seen mirrors. Um, that I think is kind of influencing what I've shared so far. There's cool resources on YouTube and books and whatnot if that is something that's up your alley. I also wanted to share something 
that I've been pondering on a lot lately, and I think this will all tie together. And that is my and all of Gil and Hamoon, our contribution to, I suppose, our community, both our inner community, you, and extending as far as anyone who randomly stumbles their way on an Instagram post of ours. And to give this context, I will share a small story with you. Just remembering that this is my experience and you don't need to take it in to your field if it's not yours. Recently, Mars went into retrograde. And the week before this transit, I kind of sat down with it, let it move through my body and I began to write. I wrote a blog, I shared it as a post. And when the day of the retrograde began, a lot of insights and posts and whatnot began showing up in my feed. Most of them, most of what I was seeing wasn't from people that I was actually following. They were shared on stories, but the sources from where they came, like I don't know them. I hadn't chosen to take in their insights. And so after I put my phone down and went about my day, I noticed that subtle difference that I mentioned earlier. I noticed that I wasn't feeling like I do when I'm clear, grounded, connected and free from other people's energy. I noticed this over-occupation of this transit, Mars retrograde, in my mind. I had already, a week before, explored it in my own way and then kind of let it go. But on this day, I was ruminating on it in a way that I just know isn't my default, isn't my normal, isn't true to me. And what became obvious with this is just how much energy we take in from a simple scroll on social media. I think it can be just as much as taking in someone's energy that you're physically right next to just by being in what they've shared online. And so I took some time with this and I came to a place where I felt that about 80% of the resistance that was coming up within me around this transit was not actually mine. And that's a lot. I came to a place where I intuitively felt that 80% of what I was experiencing had nothing to do with me. But if I hadn't sat down with it, or if I didn't know what my energy naturally felt like, or if this was a few years prior, I would have no idea that I'm feeling all of this stuff that isn't mine to feel, that my body is trying to process all this stuff that it doesn't need to. It was the energy that was behind the words being shared that I read. It was the subtle, Very, very subtle fears that had sneaked their way into the insights being shared that I read. It was these old, outdated, not at all true to me, collective beliefs around retrogrades and transits and astrology, but going deeper than that, fears around control, about not being supported by life, about not trusting ourselves or life, fears around worthiness and belonging and safety. Because you've probably sensed into a lot of the fear around astrological transits kind of comes from these places. There was 
all of these much deeper entanglements cloaked in fears about a retrograde, mixed into insightful words that are then shared. And these are words and insights that at first glance you might not label as coming from fear. You might also, depends on who you are. But when you begin to peel the layers back, you see the very subtle strands in there. And this, I suppose, loops back to this invitation that I was speaking of earlier that I think so many of us are working with right now, this invitation to fine-tune our senses, to notice that greater subtlety, to sense with greater clarity, to see the nuances, to see when something is even slightly out of place or coming from somewhere that's not yours. I also think that this is an invitation that will probably be lifelong. And while there can be incredible, truly incredible, even life-changing guidance or insights that come from those around us, I don't want this to play out as if I'm discrediting how powerful the guidance of others can be. Rather, I think it is always so important to remember that each word spoken through each individual person has been filtered through their own lens. Not to mention, depending on who they are, they might be very plugged into the collective emotions, energy, beliefs, and whatnot around whatever they're talking about. Everything shared has been coloured, shaped, and moulded by that person's experiences, patterns, perceptions, and unique essence of who they are. And again, the collective emotions around whatever they're talking about, and that's including me too. And so naturally, I was thinking about the journey of Girl and Hamoon, especially social media. And I was pondering on my potential input into all of this noise. Um, And I think that that pondering will really continue to take place for a little while. It feels a bit up in the air right now. I am someone who shares many collective types of guidance or insights. And beyond me, Girl and Hamoon as a whole, numerous times a month sharing about astrological updates, sharing the collective tarot readings. We've had the Eclipse podcast. We'll have a 2023 astrology podcast. And I love these. I think they're deeply valuable. I love this work because it so often provides this framework to understand, which can then allow us to feel supported throughout much of our experiences. With that in mind, I always want to come in with a kind of disclaimer to everything shared that says, this comes second to your insights. This comes second to your unique dance with life. This comes second to your invitations, your mirrors, your initiations, your reality. Insights that are shared can be a powerful gateway or doorway into your own inner experience. And so there's an invitation for you to let them be just that, rather than an objective truth. Could they be this um, this pathway that calls you deeper into your own guidance, a doorway that leads you deeper into communion with your own invitations? Could the words shared by others, shared by me, shared by anyone, 
be an invitation to see, to realize, to hear, receive, untangle, and come into partnership with what is waiting beyond the words, which is you and life and your dance with life. Especially if you notice yourself taking on other people's experiences or insights or perceptions as your own. Especially if you notice yourself feeling, moving or thinking in ways that you know aren't completely true to you. Be with it and ask yourself how much of it is yours. You'll probably be surprised every time. Then you can kind of move into some intuitive energy work if you're guided. Ask your guides, ask the earth to take away what's not yours so you can be with what is yours. And again, I think the most important thing is to be with our own energy enough in a clear and grounded way that we can then begin to differentiate between what is and what isn't. And this is something that I'm beginning to really deepen into with different practices and something that I would really, really love to share more about one day, but I can't do that until it's really landed in my body. If I tried to give you anything more, I would be searching outside of myself for something to say. I wouldn't be sharing from experience and it would feel like I'd be doing a total disservice to the level of depth and just total magic that is available in that realm of wisdom. But in saying that, something that I've intuitively done over many years that I think is kind of connected to this is actually just stepping away from things, stepping away from the online space, from books, from movies, videos, YouTube videos, anything, taking space from certain people, whatever it might be. And with that, noticing what naturally falls away, seeing what feels different, seeing what leaves your aura, seeing what leaves your mind. You're probably already doing this on some level, whenever you're guided to, whenever that invitation is yours. But I think that this, that is almost a way of beginning to understand who you are clear from the influence of the magnitude of information, insights, perspectives that is available almost everywhere at almost every moment. So just to close up, I hope that this was a fun moment in time for you. You already know by now that I love connecting. I really, really love it. And I'm, like I said at the beginning, this still feels like such a new, exciting and weirdly still uncomfortable, (laughs) mystery-filled experience. Um, But I'm so grateful that we get to cross paths and For me, in this moment, right now, it's November the 3rd when I'm recording. It feels like I'm in a really big just space in my life right now. This month or so, maybe more, feels really impactful and as if it's a foundational time for really beautiful and wondrous things to bloom from. And I can't speak to your experience, but I, I, I know that so many people are going through so much right now even if it's not physical tangible changes there is I mean we're in the middle of eclipse season again filter this through your own lens but I'm just seeing it so much and it's such a rich time 
So thank you for being on this ride with me. It's so overwhelmingly cool that we're just like here on earth up to these crazy things. It's such a gift to to just be here and to be here with you. So I adore you. I hold every intention that the rest of your day be deeply beautiful. Bye.